Welcome to AI Health Dose. I am your host, Mustafa Jafar. Join me for each episode as we detangle and distill the latest innovations in artificial intelligence and health. Welcome to the main pod, and this is my first episode. I thought I'd start with a topic that's been hitting the various news outlets in a pretty big way in the last few weeks as something of a cultural sensation. Chat GPT. The implications are reportedly potentially groundbreaking, with AI leaping more prominently and in a quite sudden way into mainstream culture. So let's arm ourselves with some knowledge about this. I'll discuss how it works from the artificial intelligence perspective, and I'll also discuss the possible healthcare implications for this interesting technology. ChatGPT is a software created by OpenAI, a company based in San Francisco. It stands for Chat Generative Pre-Trained Transformer, and it's currently on its third iteration of this software. It's something in between an AI-powered chatbot slash search engine, which seems to be able to generate rather quite intelligible essays, articles, even a doctor's clinic letter if you ask it to. And this is all in response to prompts and questions in the English language. As a disclaimer, this episode has not been written by ChatGPT. So let's discuss how the AI works. Well, bear with me on this one. I'll explain the technical words that are used in order to help build our understanding of this. ChatGPT relies on a subsection of AI called machine learning. And within machine learning, there's a further subsection called natural language processing, or NLP, which is concerned with the understanding, interpretation, and generation of human-like language. ChatGPT uses an NLP algorithm known as a large language model. Large language models have building blocks within them that are common in other forms of AI, and they're called neural networks. I'll briefly explain what these are. Think of a neural network as many interconnected simple instructions to the computer that, when layered together, can analyze complex information or give complex instruction. ChatGPT's neural network is reported to be 200 times larger than the previous largest trained language model. The name neural network in the AI context actually receives its inspiration from the way our own brains work, where neurons, also known as nerve cells, are the most basic building block of our nervous system. These neurons combine with many millions of other neurons to form these real-life neural networks that can help us to process information about the world around us and help us to carry out complex thoughts and actions. The other AI aspect of this is the use of, within the makeup of ChatGPT, a so-called transformer model. No, these are not the shape-shifting robots of Marvel fame. They are, in fact, a specific type of neural network that learns context of sequential words in a prompt or a question. Transformers detect trends, abnormalities, and give weighting to different elements of a sequence of input. In this case, the sequence being the question that the user asks of ChatGPT. 
the transformer has the ability to pay attention and therefore extrapolate greater meaning from text. Take this simple example. Mustafa played football until he was tired. The transformer learns that he refers to Mustafa and therefore learns the relationship between the two words. This is what enables ChatGPT to give different weighting to different words within the text and therefore it analyzes it in a similar way to how humans see patterns. Learning context and patterns in these sequences of text is how this particular use of AI has become one of the most powerful invented so far. So now back to the large language model, i.e. the basis of how ChatGPT works. This learns from large volumes of data that's fed into it. 570 gigabytes of data from research articles, books, Wikipedia, and many other forms of content was used to train the model. To put that into context, it has been reported that this is approximately the equivalent of 1.3 million books. It's a truly astonishing amount of data with which to train an algorithm on. To create some context, and this is data from the Pew Research Center's data on the average American's reading habits, they predict that the average readers go through 12 books per year. So I could do a calculation for you, or I could just simply say this. No one will ever, ever get anywhere near close enough to reading and understanding and being able to retain this quantity of information and use it in any form of constructive, intelligible manner. It's a truly astonishing amount of data with which to train an algorithm on. So what are the healthcare implications of this? Well, this is a clearly astonishing piece of technology that we have here. It's almost certain that a key societal area, such as healthcare, will seek to utilize it. The shape of how it will be done is certainly providing an interesting discussion and debate. I think the most obvious way that this can possibly work within a healthcare sphere is in providing assistance with clinical medical tasks as well as administrative ones. The rapid big data analysis that generative AI such as ChatGPT can provide means that it will probably have a use as an AI assistant to clinical decision making. It's very unlikely that AI will replace doctors themselves. The almost instant big data analysis that could be provided though will mean that it can be used in real-life clinical scenarios, whether in outpatient clinic settings, theatres, emergency departments, and it can help to add another layer of expertise, so to speak. In 2021, Faus Kazazi released his novel piece on describing a framework for regulating the so-called artificial intelligence doctor. As generative AI learns and becomes more accurate, it will exceed the cognitive ability of doctors, and this type of regulation will be necessary. It is widely thought that continuous monitoring will become important with aging populations who have concurrent or chronic diseases. ChatGPT and other generative AI opens up the possibility of health updates, alert systems to doctors and patients based on things like biometric readings from wearables, for example. Administrative work within healthcare is repetitive and time-consuming, 
and typically takes doctors away from providing direct patient care. A recent paper published in The Lancet Digital Health by Sajan Patel and Kyle Lam discusses the use of ChatGPT to automate the production of discharge summaries. Discharge summaries, like much of paperwork within the NHS and other healthcare organisations, comes largely in a standardised format. Many hours per week are spent by nurses, junior doctors, consultants and other non-clinical administrative staff on repetitive and potentially highly automatable administrative efforts. As far as my own thoughts go, I'd exercise some caution. ChatGPT is only as good as the information that we feed it. It's subject to the same biases and foibles of humans. Therefore, safe AI is critical in the development of its application to health. Also, humans are unique, and that's from a biological perspective. It's also from how we feel in terms of our own perception of ourselves. This necessitates a human-to-human interaction. And we should bear this in mind when we read articles comparing the performance of ChatGPT versus humans when taking, for example, medical exams. Or, you know, undoubtedly articles will start appearing telling us that ChatGPT will reduce the health economic burden on the NHS and other healthcare systems. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed it, please follow this podcast, share it with your friends and join the conversation on Twitter and get in touch via email on AIHealthDose at gmail.com. And I'll see you on the next episode.